Last Wednesday, with Ash Wednesday, we entered the holy season of Lent. Lent, as we know, is a time of self-renewal. It is a time of intense prayer, a time of uh, metanoia, that is conversion, turning away from where we used to be to where we ought to be. It is a time of putting ourselves together once again, acknowledging that we are sinners in need of his mercy and grace. So we gather this first Sunday of Lent. The church uh, tells us to start by moving into the desert with Christ. There in the desert, we can you know, engage in that self-renewal, in that self-examination, so we become sorry, expressing sorrow for our sins, so we can receive the grace we need. So in this temptation of Christ in the gospel reading today, we also learn our own temptation. You see, um, one of the best ways to, to disempower evil is to look at it. One of the best ways to confront evil or disempower evil is to confront it, look at it, and deal with it. You remember the story of the bronze serpent in the book of Numbers, chapter 21. Those who look upon the bronze serpent, they were cured. So in the temptation of Christ, we see him looking at three things that might deviate, cause him to deviate in his path. Of course, Christ is fully divine, but also human. And being human, he felt temptation. And the church calls us to reflect on that temptation. One of the Catholic philosophers and a great writer, Blaise Pascal, he said that we spend most of our lives with diversion, that is, distraction. Why? Because we get up every day, we are busy from morning till night. We have things to do. And with these diversions or distractions, we hardly have time to do introspection. That is going into the desert like Christ. And the desert like making out a quiet time because the Greek word used in that place is like going to a quiet place, a place of solitude where one enters into himself. But because of the business of our lives, uh, we keep postponing uh, dealing with the basic questions of our life, the basic questions about where am I going, what is the purpose of life, why am I here, what is eternal life. There are so many great questions like that, but because uh, we keep postponing out of business, then we do not have time to uh, look at these questions. And if we keep postponing, then we do not have time to engage all of this. So the church calls us into this desert because in the desert, we set aside all of these distractions. We set aside all of our diversions and look at them. So looking at the three temptations of Christ, we see and we can learn how to conquer from the example of Christ. The first one, the devil tells him, if you are the son of God, of course he is, if you are the son of God, command these stones to turn bread. That is the natural 
satisfaction, the natural hunger to satisfy uh, you know, our natural hunger. If you are the son of God, command these stones to turn into bread. And you and I are tempted in every way to satisfy the sensual desire, and that is the disordered desire for uh, the flesh. It is good to satisfy our hunger, but here is Christ telling us that there is something higher, there is a greater goal, there is a higher purpose. He tells him, man does not live by bread alone. So meaning, bread are also important to nourish, to help us live life. But something higher, the summum bonum, something higher that we need to uh, reach after, and that is by the words that proceed from the mouth of the Lord. The second reading tells us the word is near to you so that we confess the word of God and whoever confess the name of the Lord will be saved. The second reading of today. And in the second temptation, is it about power, showing him all the kingdoms of the world. He says, all of this will be yours only if you bow down and worship me. Again, you and I are tempted to, you know, be powerful, to acquire power. Having power is nothing wrong, but uh, being addicted to it and abusing the power, that is where uh, the temptation comes in. You can testify what is going on today, uh, you know, the war with Ukraine and Russia and all of that, and how abuse of power, you know, comes into play when uh, we are tempted to think that it is all about us. And lastly, also taking him to the pinnacle, the devil tells him, throw yourself down from this place, for the angels will take charge of you. A kind of trying to manipulate God you know, compromising ourselves in different ways, believing that God is, will be there to catch us. Again, Christ tells him, do not put the Lord your God to test. As Christians also, we are, uh, these three temptations are the root cause of our vices and some of the sins, or if not, all of the sins that we commit. You can just summarize it the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eye, that is possession, and the pride of self. So Christ, as the new Adam, is coming to undo or overturn what the first Adam did in the beginning of creation. Because if you look at this chapter of Luke, Gospel chapter 4, the one we read today, that begins or ends the genealogy of Christ. The genealogy ends with Christ, the son of Adam, the son of God. So what Luke is doing here is intentionally telling us that Christ, the new Adam, is undoing these three temptations that Adam and Eve got into. The desire to eat of the fruit, the flesh. They saw it and they wanted to possess, to have it because they want to be like God. That is pride. So these three disordered desires, Christ gives us, and also the church gives us a kind of recommendation, ways that we can conquer and overcome, overcome them. 
in Lent, we are asked to intensify our prayer life, to give alms, and also to practice fasting. So with fasting, we are able to learn to deny ourselves some of these certain things like food, drinks, and other stuff, so as to attain to that higher goal that it is about God. And with alms giving, we learn to give away some of the possessions that we have acquired. So by putting into practice, like what we confess with our lips, we confess with our lives. So we give out some of the stuff we have by through alms giving, we are encouraged to do that. You remember the words of uh, St. Therese of Lisieux. Uh, she said, uh, I think Teresa of Avila, that Christ has nobody but yours. We are his hands, his feet. So through us, he is able to reach out to others. So it is a kind of a fasting that put into practice this Ash Wednesday and this uh, last week, we read the manner or the kind of fasting that pleases the Lord. If you have time, when you get home, you read uh, the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 58 from verse 1 to 14, the kind of fasting that pleases the Lord. It is a fasting that affects the life of others so that if my fasting does not help others, then I have missed the mark. Fasting becomes a means to an end and not an end in itself. So in this time, while we take on uh, various things that we want to fast from, but to remember the essence or the spirit of fasting, it is to help others. So that again, if my fasting does not help anyone, then I have missed the mark. And lastly, with prayer, we are able to humble our sinful pride. We are also able to acknowledge that we are sinners. And you know the perfect prayer that you see in the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 18, the prayer of the tax collector and the publican. The other one was in the front pew saying, you know, I fast all the day, I keep all the commandments, I do that and do the other one. And the tax collector was in the back with head bowed down praying, be merciful to me, O God, for I am a sinner. So prayer humbles us humbles our sinful pride to recognize that we are in need of a savior. As we look at these three temptations, we continue to pray in this first Sunday of Lent that the Lord will help us of all of the Lenten observances that we have picked on so we are able to stick to them and rejoice with him in the joy of Easter. May God bless his words in our hearts always, through Christ our Lord. Amen.